Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. I really, it's, it's such an honoring time being up here, guys. Um, I've been at the house church for a long time, and it's a totally different aspect. I'm actually coming into a situation where my wife knows more people than I do, which is really strange. But we, both Elena and I, we are truly, truly honored, and we thank you so much for your support. We truly do. It is so honoring. Let alone being your youth pastor now. Woo! Youth pastor. Um... It's an honoring thing to be the, the, giving the first message of the new year, right? And I'm just thinking to myself, Pastor Larry, are you sure you made the right decision? <laughs> no, it's gonna be great, right? Look to your neighbor and say, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So, it is such an important job, I feel like, to start off the new year right, right? You know, we've had numerous years already where we've had COVID affected us, and quarantining and all that jazz, right? It's not been fun. Let's be honest. It's not been fun. But, like, I just love how Grace put it earlier. There is no surprises to God, right? No surprises. God is always with us. He will never forsake us or leave us. Can I get an amen? Amen. But God is stirring something up right now. I don't know if you guys realize it, if you guys are on board with it. It sounds like you guys are. You guys are all just like, all right, let's do this right? This youth ministry is going to just grow. It's going to be something amazing. God is already working not only in myself, not only in Elena, not only in the youth ministry here, but like Larry says, in the family members, in the siblings, in the parents, in the grandparents, everybody. So God is stirring something up this year. Can I get an amen? Woo! Really quick, let's pray. I just thank you, Lord Father, that you're just going to speak through me, that I'm just your vessel, I'm just your tool, and that you're just going to open everybody's hearts tonight, or today, sorry, it's an old habit. Um, I just thank you, Lord, that you're working in this place right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are working in this place, that you are loving on each and every person here, that especially that they need it, Lord, especially in this new year that's to come, that you're continuing to be with us always. So we just thank you, Lord, for provisions. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, really quick, my name is Spencer Holt. Some of you guys know me. Some of you guys know my, well, a lot of you guys know my amazing wife, beautiful, amazing wife, Elena Holt, and our amazing, beautiful little Edith May. Oh, she's so, she's passed out right now. Oh, she's, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. So what I'm going to be talking today about is, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the picture slide to uh, the tech team, but that's okay. Um, God still works without a screen, right? Right? So I've titled this message, 
the big picture. And I've kind of tweaked an old message that I've already had, but I've added a lot of things to it as well. Because God is always changing, but yet he's always consistent and always a rock in our lives, right? But we got to focus on the big picture in our lives. I feel like over and over and over again, especially in like the season of COVID and all that stuff, we can focus on the little things in our lives. We can focus on the bad things. We can focus on, oh, my tire just got a nail in it. Oh, my goodness, my day is ruined. My year is ruined. My whole life is ruined. Or especially like the young ones. Oh, my goodness, my hair doesn't look right for a homecoming dance. Well, guess what? Homecoming isn't everything. You got four years of high school to attend. And even after high school, guess what? There's more to life than high school, right? Can I get an amen? All of us ones that have been through high school and have survived. Look at all of us. We all went through high school, young ones. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Something you guys have probably always heard and will continue to hear because it's so true is that God's timing is always perfect timing, right? It's not sometimes perfect timing. It's always perfect timing. I love this quote. I've, I've, oh, it's great. I'm going to share it with you guys. God is always on time, right? But he misses some great opportunities to be early. Can I get an amen? <laughs> no, but it's so true. Like God's timing is always perfect timing. That's a funny thing, but he's never too early. He's never too late. You know, you might think, oh, I'm dying over here, God. Help me. Help me. And it's like, why didn't you do that like 10 years earlier or five years earlier? But his timing is always perfect timing. Not too early, not too late. Because in that, in that waiting, you're, you're growing patience, you're growing perseverance, you're growing discipline. There's so many things more to it than just, you know, why couldn't you be a little earlier, God? Right? So we deal with timing on a daily basis. Time is, is in everything we do. Everything. You know? I think, by show of hands, who's worked in their lives before? Worked a solid day's work of, in their lives, right? So we have schedules that we go by. We have to be at work by 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever time that is. You know, we wake up at certain times. We, we go to work at certain times. We eat meals at certain times. And everything we do, there is always timing to it. There is schedules. There is organization, which don't get me wrong. Timing and everything schedules is always great. Can you imagine if we said, oh, guys, we're going to have church Sunday morning, and that's it. Okay, what, what time? What time, Pastor Larry? Uh, just just show up. Can you imagine that? Which I think it would actually be cool. We just come in and go as, as, we, as we need to and just be praising the Lord. That's not bad. Don't get me wrong. But having a schedule with everything is always great, right? Just to have some kind of plan yourself is always good to go by. My father taught me a rule, and the rule is to be, on, to be early is on time. To be on time is late, and to be late is just plain rude, right? But as a lot of us have gone through life, we understand that life throws us curveballs sometimes, right? Sometimes it throws us off track. Sometimes it derails us, and sometimes we can't make those timelines. We can't make the schedule, but sometimes God has a bigger plan for us. Can I get an Amen. Just 
what was it, Elena? A few weeks, like three weeks ago, maybe? My boss with the car? It was like three weeks ago, something like that. So my boss, my, o- my old boss, he, he just left uh, my place of work not too long ago. Um, Johnny knows him. Yeah. Which I didn't know that Johnny went here. I, it, we work together. I know him. He's, he's, he's my friend. He's a good man. Um, but my boss, he was just leaving our place of work. He is moving to the state of Oregon and doing some stuff over there. However, he was just packing up his last load of stuff from work, um, just some miscellaneous things he had there, and he had car trouble. This car trouble was an alternator that wasn't charging his battery. Who knows in here that an alternator is unfortunate to replace? Um, this is a Ford Escape. No. Yeah, Escape. Hardest alternator I've ever had to replace in my life. I'm a pretty handy guy, but oh my goodness. I was like, oh Lord, you must have a plan here because this is not fun. This is not fun. We only managed to get the thing out. That's it. We only managed to get it out. To get it back in was a whole nother story. And my boss and I were just like, okay, nope, nope, another night, another night. But can you believe it that on, he was planning to be home that night. He was planning to make the drive back to Tillamook, Oregon that night. Highway 6, there was a pretty bad accident. Exactly. God's timing. Who knows? My boss could have avoided an accident. My boss, yes, sir. Oh, you're just, you're just agreeing. I'm, I'm new here, okay? I'm new here. <laughs> so God's timing is always perfect timing. You know, you never know what's going to happen in your life. I've had it over and over and over again where myself or friends, they dodged a bullet because something got them off track. But was it really off track? Was it actually God's plan in the first place? So going back to the timelines, you know, we plan a lot of things. We plan even our college, our careers, our marriages. Oh, I'm by age 30, I'm going to have a wife. I'm going to have two kids with one on its way. That's not my plan. I'm just saying hypothetically because we're, we're, we're a little late on the, on the boat. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying that any of that is bad. It's good to have a plan in your life. It's good to have a career plan in your life. It's good to know where your life is kind of heading. But I think the important thing to remember is that God's plan supersedes our plan. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Oh, I love that verse. I'm sure a lot of you guys already know that verse. And it wasn't until recently I, I really read that the way it should be read. Right there, it says, declares the Lord. Have you ever heard God declare something? It's not just plans to prosper you and not to harm you. It is a declaration, guys. So let's reread that with a declaration behind it, like it's supposed to be. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. He wants the best for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants to provide for you. He's never going to forsake you. Can I get an amen? Whoo! Jesus. 
So, again, we can plan all we want, but sometimes life gets us off track. And I think it's so important that this next verse we take to heart. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your straight your pass. Mm. Because we don't, we don't know everything. Believe it or not, like I know you guys know I'm a, like a, a veteran of youth ministry. But guess what? I don't know everything. Pastor Larry doesn't know everything. No offense, Pastor. <laughs> None of us knows everything, right? Can I get an amen? We, we are ignorant to everything in this life. Like we might know a lot about a certain subject, but you know who knows all? God knows all. Genesis 1.1 says that in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth, right? Which meaning that you can infer that God is an ultimate designer. He created everything that is on this earth, in this universe, everything, right? God created the sky, the sea, the land, mountains, plants, trees, animals, Adam and Eve. He created it all. He is an amazing designer. You can't tell me and look out like you take an amazing hike because we have a plethora of those here in the northwest, which is amazing. It's beautiful. But you get up to that top of the mountain or that hill or whatever, and you look out, and you just can't help. I can't help to look and see, God, you did that. You did that. And I think it's important that, especially in ministry, we look at, we look at people like, maybe I come up here and I think, Pastor Larry, God made you. Mike, God made you. All you other, I don't know all of your names, so I, I, I'm only pointing out the two I know. Grace, he made you. Edith, mm, I made you, but God made me to make you. Yes, yes. So God designed it all, right? He is an ultimate designer. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I anointed you as a prophet of the nations. Before you were even conceived, he knew you. I cannot imagine this. Like, thinking about this, like, knowing my amazing, beautiful daughter, Edith, I cannot imagine knowing her, knowing everything that she's going to do in life before I even, you know, did the business. That is amazing. Like, God knows it all before it was ever even, like, thought of. I'm, before I even was considering courting Elena, he already knew Edith's plan. He already knew my plan, Elena's plan, my amazing sister's plans. Sisters from another mystery, right? Anyways, um, my point is, is that God is an amazing designer. There's nothing he doesn't know. He knows everything behind everything. He knew how this church was going to be built. He already knew the architectural plans before this place was ever even thought of, let alone all the people that are in here, in the people's house, right? All right. So really quick, I want to kind of introduce my st- my, myself, kind of introduce my story to you guys. Is that okay? Because I, I think that n- we don't really know each other too much yet, right? I think Pastor and Larry and I know each other a little bit. I think the best one that knows me is my wife. That's pretty much it. So I want you guys to get you up to speed, right? So I was born in good old Hollywood, California. I know. I'm a superstar. It's not a big deal. You guys know me. It's cool. I'll, I'll take autographs later. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, I honestly, I do, I hate telling people that because they're like, oh, you're from Hollywood. And I'm like, 
It's just a part of L.A. That's it. I didn't even live there for like a year. I, I moved before I even could like even remember what California was like, so it's not a big deal. But my family, we moved all over the place. I don't know why. God knows why. Can I get an amen? We lived in Tennessee. Um, then we moved to Colorado. Then we went back to Tennessee and then back to Colorado. Parents got divorced. My brothers and I, I got two brothers. Uh, I'm the middle child. Um, my younger brother is 31. My older brother is 33 at the time. And uh, not at that time, but right now we are. We were probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range where we actually split off. And so we came to good old state of Oregon. Yeah, good old Wilsonville, Oregon. We lived there for a little bit. We moved to Washington. And then we went to Texas for a job opportunity for my mother. There I spent probably eight years of my life. Um, and this eight years is, you know, middle school, high school. It's basically where I tell people that I grew up. Um, I was having this discussion with you earlier. Uh, yeah, so that's where I went to youth group. That's also where I got into a bunch of trouble. Um, who, who's been in trouble in this room? Not to, like, shame you or anything, but we're all in the same boat, okay? There's nothing wrong with getting in trouble. It just depends on where you're at right now. Is your relationship with the God right right now? Good. Okay. So, in that time of being in youth group, I loved that church. And I really, now looking back, I'm just like, man, I wish I could be part of that church again. And who knows? Maybe maybe that's in the future. I don't know. Right now, we're at the people's church, right? People's church. Okay. So, right when we were there, or myself, when I was there, we did this really big VBS, like, ministry thing during the summertime. It was like a week-long process. We would actually stay at the church. Then we would go out in the mornings, go to a different site to like a a tent thing and do this all amazing things, do activities. Uh, Somebody would be speaking. It was great. It was amazing. And then I remember the last night. I remember the last night being at our church. We had one last big speaking message. The pastor, you know, up on stage just giving the word. And he's literally saying like, guys, I remember being in your shoes. I remember being in those seats and thinking that, you know, the pastor on stage at the moment was like, you guys are going to be given the word. You guys are going to be given the message. You guys are going to be up on this stage one day. And that pastor that was on the stage actually at the, the VBS thing was like, guys, and that's what I'm saying to you. You guys are going to be up on this stage. And I was like, the, fir- the first part, I was like, preach it. I'm never going to be up on stage talking. I'm never going to be doing God's word. Like, heck no. Like, no way. I'm, I'm No way. No way, Jose. Please, 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 no. I, I, fun fact, I took an F before in high school because I did not want to public speak and give my presentation for a project. Anybody else there with me? Anybody else? Yeah. I, I hate public speaking. I still dislike it today. I'm more comfortable with it, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. But. God will work through you if you allow him to, right? If he can work through me, he can work through you guys, right? Amen. And so with that, and you know, sure enough, I'm up here now doing this. Um, Been doing youth ministry for nine years. And two of those years, I was actually a youth pastor at the house church. It's been great. It's been awesome. Um, Before I get too ahead of myself, let me go back. So after youth ministry, back in Texas, I got into some trouble. 
I started getting into sports. Uh, I used to run a lot when I was in uh, high school. I used to do track and cross country. And in that, I got involved with the wrong crowd. Anybody else gotten involved with the wrong crowd? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's not good. And so started drinking, started partying, started even, I did some marijuana here and there. And in the moment, it was great. It was awesome. But now I look back and I'm like, man, if I only had stayed with the youth ministry, like to see where God would have put me in life. But you know what? Honestly, it is what it is. But if I hadn't had that experience, I might not be here today. I might not be standing on this stage talking to you guys. I might still be in Texas going to a church or something, which is totally okay. You know, I'd be doing youth ministry in Texas. But God has an ultimate plan for not only myself, not only the community of Vancouver, but for the people's church, for the people's youth, right? Doesn't mean you have to go get in trouble to have an amazing story. Don't, you young ones, don't, don't learn from our mistakes. I mean, learn from our mistakes. Sorry, I misspoke. Learn from our mistakes. You don't need a crazy story in order to give the word of God. So after that, I got, I graduated, thankfully. I went to college, community college, and I got a job at Panera Bread, one of my favoriteest jobs ever, because I could eat all I wanted to. It was amazing. And Panera Bread, it's good sandwiches, right? Maybe not the healthiest, but it's, it's still good. So eventually, though, I was still kind of in the party phase of my life, and I actually lost my job because I was late too many times, because I was staying up way too late drinking. Um, I dropped out of community college. And I was lying to my mother about it all. And sure enough, guess who found out? My mother. Mothers always know, right? Mothers always know. You can't keep anything from them. So don't even try. Another life lesson there for anybody that's young and still with their mothers. Do not, do not even try. You think God knows all? Mom knows all. Mm-mm. So, after that, my mom was like, hey, you got three choices. One, go live with some friends. Two, go live with your dad in Tennessee. Or three, go move in with your grandparents in Washington. The friends thing didn't work out. The dad thing, I just didn't, I just didn't feel led there. The grandparents is ultimately what I decided to do. And so now I've been here 12 years now, 12 years this month actually, 12 years. So 2010, January, I moved here. And I've been here ever since, and it's been amazing. And even in the times when I was in high school, I actually visited during summertime here. So I actually knew some people, and that was kind of the reason why I also moved here. And it it was amazing. I got plugged in at the church that my friends went to, and it was great. It was great. After that, I got involved with my job, and an old job. I got involved, again, with things I probably shouldn't have gotten involved with, and... Then my friend invited me back to church, and it was awesome. It was all downhill from, or downhill? I feel like that's a bad, that's a wrong phrase. It was, it was end of story there. It was, I came back to church, and I realized something really important. I started getting more plugged in, and more just, I grew this relationship. All my life, growing up as a Christian, 
it was a religion for me. I knew who the father was. I was like, yeah, I believe in God. I'm going to go I'm going to go to heaven. Awesome. It was like fire insurance for me. It was a checklist item on Sunday mornings. But after coming back to the church the last time, I realized that this God is not called a father for no reason. He's a father because he really is your ultimate father. That it's a relationship. It's more to it than just a religion. It's more to it than just a Sunday morning. It's more to it than all the Bible studies and uh, men's groups and women's groups. It's a relationship. And after that point, my eyes opened and I was, it was game over. Like I said, nine years in youth ministry, two years being a youth pastor, and I'm never looking back. Me too. <laughs> Me too. In my time involved with ministry um, at the house church, it's a little bit smaller church, probably probably about the same size as this church at some point. And what's the best way to say this? It was um, slim pickings on prospects or relationship opportunities, if you will, if you guys are getting my drift. Looking for a wife, exactly. Looking for a helper, you know, as the Bible says. And so I've always, I always struggled with that. Even, even getting involved with the bad stuff and everything, I always struggled with finding the right person. And it wasn't until I really focused on God and really devoting myself to God that something sparked, which you guys all know the end of the story, which is Elena. But we were doing youth ministry together, and, or I was doing youth ministry, and then Elena came into my life through her mother, actually, helping out at a a food thing, and I was like, oh, man. God was just like, hey, you should help her to ask her to help you in youth group. And I was like, that's a great idea. So I had no intentions at this moment, but I got to know her, got to know her heart and her faithfulness to God, and we started talking. I made her an omelet one morning as a, a youth meeting if you want some pointers, come talk to me, all right? Best eggs in the world. Not to, like, toot my own horn, but I make the best eggs in the morning. Used to be a breakfast cook. No, no, not a big deal. Um, so sure enough, we started talking more. We started courting on May 9th of 2021. No, 2020, sorry. We, you don't know the dates? I know the dates. That's crazy. June 21st. We were officially engaged that same year. December 11th was the big day that we got married at Mount Hood. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And I'm just so thankful for God for all of it. And then, of course, this little love bug right here. Edith May was born on September 17th of 2021. And I am so thankful to God for everything he's done in my life. But just to think. Back in my high school days, would I have ever thought my life would have played out like this? Never. Never. I would have thought I would have stayed in Texas, continued on in my ways of drinking and partying and, you know, going to the bars or whatever. But my main point I want to make with you guys is that, really, we can plan all we want, but you really can't control anything. The best thing to do is to rely on God. Because 
he declares that he has plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. If he can use me to be a youth pastor, he can use any one of you guys to do the same. Whether it's youth ministry, food ministry, whatever it may look like. We all have our own talents and skills that can be used for the glory of God. Can I get an amen? So again, God is stirring something up in the house of the people. In people's church. And it's going to start not only with us here right now. It's going to start with every, each and every person here right now. Mike's going to help out with youth ministry. Of course, I'm going to be the youth pastor. Elena's going to help. Our sisters are going to help. Everybody is supporting this youth ministry. It's going to be something big, guys. And we thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for all your support. But God has plans for you. There's no reason why you can't be involved. And in this year, this next year, I title it the big picture because we need to look at the big picture. Stop looking on the small things. Stop looking on, oh, well, I just go to Sunday Sunday uh, church and, you know, that's enough for me. Look at the big picture, guys. If you're willing, God has a big plan for you. It's not over. God has something for you. Whether you're 20, whether you're 30, whether you're a teenager, whether you're 60 or 70, it doesn't matter. God is going to do something through you. This next year, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. But you know who does? God knows. So let's just trust in him. Let's pray really quick. Lord, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have designed everything right now the way it should be. That Elaine and I are here for a reason. That Pastor Larry is here for a reason. That all these members of this church are here for a reason. Lord God, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen. But we know that we can always rely on you. That you're always a rock in our life. And if we are willing, you will do amazing things through us. Through whatever ministry that may look like, God. That you're going to work through each and every one of us. We are going to touch people's lives, God. That we're going to provide for people. We're going to help the homeless. We're going to help the needy. We're going to help the poor, God. And that we're going to love Always love on each and every individual that walks into this place. Even the people outside of this building, in the neighboring communities, God, that we're going to touch people's lives. Not only the youth, everyone, God. Everyone. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're giving us all the tools we need in order to do that, in order to do your mission, God. I thank you, Lord, for this mission field that you've placed on my heart. And, Lord, I pray that you're putting mission fields on everybody's hearts here tonight today as well, God. I just thank you, Lord, for all you're doing in this place, all you're doing through each and every person here today. We just love you, Lord. We praise you. We give you the glory. We love you so much, God. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right.